Hey, Metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana, and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the mom's music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want, and we're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want, we're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's Music Store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you all for tuning into the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson and I am your host. Holy shit, today it is July. By the way, it's July 30th. I have Bloodrunner on the show from the Chicagoland area, and they are super rad fucking thrash resurgence now for these guys because they were a band years ago. They kind of split up. Now they're back together, and it's going to be fucking rad. So let's get into that here in just a few minutes. But before we do, uh, I want to go ahead and get the question of the week out of the way because, you know, I want to talk about a few other things first. So question of the week this week was, what festival do you wish you could have attended? And, you know, festivals, you know, in the summertime have always been a really cool thing. I went to my first festival show in 1999. It was OzFest. Went again uh, the following year in 2000. And then I, I did a few things. I've, done, I've played quite a few local metal shows, metal, metal festivals. Metal Fest, actually, uh, quite a few times. But, like, I'm not really big on the festival thing as I have gotten older. I'm going to be going to one of the days of Louder Than Life. But it seems like to me, back in the early 2000s, everything was like a day show. You had, like, 30 fucking bands on a show but uh, between, like, two or three stages. And now, like, these festival shows 
are like two and three days and some now sometimes four days long and it's just like I don't know if I've got the energy to do that anymore personally so I asked you guys what is a festival that you wish you could have attended and I got some pretty cool answers on here uh, vomit 666 clothing line says any of the Wacken or Des- uh, desert fest London shows that's cool I could I could see that walking for example you know like I said that's one of those shows that I would I'm going to have to go to Germany, and I'm going to have to go to it. It's just plain and simple. Simon Saltero says, Cliff's last tour, and he said he would like to have lived in the 1930 to 1940 uh, New York jazz boom. That would be pretty cool. Uh, And the first Farm Aid, definitely. The Farm Aid shows always seemed like they were a really mixed bag of cool things going on, for sure. Heinrich uh, Wolfman says, the uh, 83... U.S. Festival Metal Day, and that is a very popular answer. Mick uh, from Wild Ride also says the U.S. Fest. Uh, Ultimate Power Corrupt says all of the Dynamo festivals in the 90s. I'm not too familiar with that. I'm going to have to look those up. Uh, Courtney from, uh, formerly of Torment of Giants, says uh, not any of them in the past, but one for the future. She said she would love to go to the Blue Ridge Festival. uh, rock festival or whatever it's called blue ridge festival in danville virginia got a few friends playing that show like uh I believe artwork for the blind is playing that show uh skull diamond says hell's heroes absolutely uh chris says dark lord's day at three floyds cool i'm not too familiar with that either uh oi brandon says this year's riot fest looks absurdly good but totally can't make it. Also, Woodstock 94, if that counts. You know what? Uh, I'm going to hit back on that here in a second. And Jared says, uh, it hasn't happened yet, but he would love to go to Muddy Roots this year. Uh, he goes, did you see that lineup? Holy cow. Absolutely, I saw that lineup. Uh, the hookers are playing that fucking show, and that's one main reason I'd want to go for that. But uh, Woodstock 94 absolutely does fucking count for sure. And I don't know if you, anybody has HBO Max out there, and this isn't 94, but there is a new documentary out on Woodstock 99, and we were just talking about it on some shows here the la- in the last few weeks. It's so fucking crazy. I remember buying that on pay-per-view for the second day, because, you know, I love Metallica, and they were headlining the second day, but it is such, it, it's such a fucking train wreck. It always was a train wreck, and everybody knew it was going to be a train wreck. And now, like, I remember it exactly how they're painting it in this in this documentary. So, fuck. <laughs> insane. Fucking absolutely insane shit. So, anyways, uh, I do want to uh, bring up the most recent events here it uh, in music, I guess, you know. With the passing of Mike Howe, Joey Jordison, and Dusty Hill. And it's just like, you know, last week's episode, I gave my review of ZZ Top because I had seen them for the first time. And Dusty was sitting down because he had hurt his leg. And, that, and Billy said he sprained his ankle, but apparently there was something more going on, obviously, now, after the fact. So, uh,. You got the tribute here at the very beginning of the show to Dusty. Uh, It's just, you know, it's really surreal that it's like 
apparently the Louisville show was the last show he played. And and then this one hurts. This this one hurts me just like Lemmy hurt. You know, it's like, wow. But anyways, I mean, rest easy, Dusty, Joey, Mike. Put together a new power trio or something. Fucking for sure. So this past weekend was Metal Fest 10, and it was such a cool show, and we all here in the Louisville, Kentucky area, and now some bands from abroad have been able to come in and spend their time entertaining you people as fans, and um, I'm going to be checking in with some of them today here on the show that I had recorded from this past weekend at uh, Lebanon Junction's County Line Swinging Doors Bar by Alan Ashball Presents Metal Fest. So... Uh, they're going to be coming up here soon here in the commercial breaks and such like that and thank you all so much and everything you all have donated over the years of Metal Fest and donating it to the Jimmy V Foundation it's a super great cause and you know thank you Alan for putting on the show for you know 10 years now fucking super cool down below there are links to the sponsors and without you guys supporting them they can't support the metal forge either and i am so grateful that you all do help these businesses whether you're listening to their podcast you're buying instruments from them you're going and getting tattoos you're going to the discogs page Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them too. Y'all are fucking awesome. Thank you so much. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlists as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. So let's get into this right now. This is Blood Runner. This is Metal Assault.
metalheads i'm being joined on the line right now from illinois with blood runner dudes yeah. what the fuck is going on what's happening how much hey. just hanging out all right i'm hearing some uh some different voices here more so than i usually do uh so <laughs> uh go, let's go around the the little phone call here and um tell tell me who's here uh hi my name is manny i'm the bassist my name is neil and uh, i sing and play guitar I'm Rob. I'm the drummer. Jeff, I'm the rhythm guitarist. Awesome. Dudes, thank you all for coming on to Metal Forge this week. And no tell everyone out there in Metal Forge land about Blood Runner. Well, Blood Runner is a thrash metal band that started way back in uh, 05, 06 by me and some of my friends in high school. We all had a passion for metal, speed metal, thrash metal. We all got together and started thrashing it out. And um, we came out with an album called Total Annihilation. That was in 07. And um, word got around. We played a lot of gigs around the uh, Midwest area. We opened up for Megadeth one time for the gig in the Gigantor. And uh, we opened up for Testament one time also. Nice. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, like I said, 06, 07, 08, 09. And then um, we kind of broke up for a little bit. And this past year, me and Neil, the singer and guitar player, uh, decided to put the band back together. And it was kind of a bummer because the other dudes weren't down. They all had other projects and stuff like that and stuff like that. And uh, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to 
write the album myself and uh wrote the new albums started looking for new members and this is currently what we got going just trying to get the new album done and uh, get a demo out there to show some people yeah it's always something interesting to me for bands to get together and then break up and then you know mm-hmm. years down the road decide that you know well maybe we could give this another go because music right. has changed you know there has been a resurgence with a lot of uh, thrash metal and new wave uh, of now called traditional heavy heavy metal it, it's interesting how things come around like that not just media like with vinyl and tapes and stuff like that mm-hmm. but taste of music does too yeah yeah sure so but, but here's the other interesting part of this. I, as we talk about it, you know, you're talking about the band that started in like 04, something like that, and then yeah. broke up about four, four or five years later, and then yep. a decade later getting back together. Usually it's bands that were like in like 1978 to 1985 who got together for like four or five years and then broke up and now 20 or 30 years later are getting back together. Yeah, it is funny you say that because it seems like we're still young, but that was 20, 15 years ago, 2005. Oh, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, uh, it's an interesting thing. So you, you, you said something a minute ago I want to hit on really fast, which is super cool. You opened for Megadeth. Yeah, you did. Wow. Like, see, that's, that's rad as shit to me because I've done, I've opened for Anthrax, Testament and Death Angel and Exodus. In, awesome. in my day. So like right. getting another band on a big four thing is kind of like, well, you know, we've pretty much opened up for the lower part. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was awesome to like experience that. We were on the stage right next to them and it was packed and it was awesome. And actually there's a blabbermouth um, article. If you look for it, they, they show blood runner and they say opening up for Megadeth the Gigantor and they we play with several other bands and they just mentioned our name for some reason and that's really cool blabbermouth you know mentioned us hell yeah and i mean i i have a real love hate relationship with people like blabbermouth and metal injection and metal sucks because Mm -hmm. sometimes they do they do come off as really tabloid like tmz type shit okay i see but like that's when they shine lights on independent musicians that's when you know, they're really doing their good, a good job. Right. I agree. And like, I don't, I think I might've looked once to the article writer was, but I just, I was surprised that we even got mentioned and none of the other bands did, which is really cool. Yeah. That means that you all have done something right for sure. Yeah. Yep. So what's up? You, you've got the new, the new music coming out. Yeah. When is that going to be ready? Um, well, I just found half of these dudes, they're new. Jeff and Rob, the guitarist and drummer, I found them a few months ago, and uh, we're still trying to get the few songs we want to write down, or I'm not, sorry, not, oh, excuse me, not write down, but record and get them solid so we can make the demo and send them out to labels and see if they want to pick us up. Right on, right on. I've known the bass player for a few years. He, me and him actually played in another band. When um, In the 2010s, I was in a few other bands, and uh, yeah, we played together, so I've known him for a little bit, so he decided to join. Definitely. We've clicked before musically, so it was pretty easy with him. Right on. See, that's rad, too. You know, I mean, just like getting it together and doing something these days, you know. Yeah. 
it's got to, you've got to really step into it and, and pick it up and just sit there and say, you know what? I got to fucking do this or else it's true. You know, true. Uh, what's that? Uh, if, if you're familiar with any of the, uh, the, the viewers universe, the, the, the shit or get off the pot thing. Right. Yeah. I, see what yeah, you're saying. I yeah. mean, yeah, you, you have to, because if right. you don't, then why are you even doing it? I agree. And you know what? Like during the COVID thing, like I was thinking to myself, well, how's the way to get out there? And I'm like, YouTube, just play guitar on YouTube. But then something in my head was like, just get Bloodrunner back together. And that's how it started all up again last year. Definitely. And it seemed to be, as I've talked to so many people over the last year and a half, you know, of pandemic shit, is mm -hmm. there have been so many passion projects that have come out of this that I'm really yeah. hoping that most of these people continue their projects that, you know, like, uh, uh, the band Tantivy, for example, from Wisconsin, they, they were a passion project that was just two guys in, in two different bands that were friends got together and were just like, well, let's do this. So they did. And now they're just like, well, fuck, you know, this is really fucking cool. We got a really good reception from it. So, it is cool. We've got to fucking do something with it. And that's what I'm really hoping for, for, for all of these bands that have done that. Yeah. That's how it seems to go too. And you know, a lot of articles I read saying people are again, you know, doing things they wouldn't have done if this pandemic would have happened, even though it was a horrible thing, you know, people are doing stuff that they like to do. And I also read somewhere that um, guitar sales were like through the roof last year. Like people are just buying guitars up the right because they got literally nothing to do. So they're learning how to play guitar, which is really cool. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I've come to, to alter my thought process on what's considered local music, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's almost an outdated term. You think so? I, I, I do. And, and the only reason why I say that is because, you know, without going to all your, all your shows over the last year, mm -hmm. that it's forced us to look to the internet to to finding these bands that are you know like me finding you guys on instagram or on or finding another right. band on facebook it is almost okay. redefined the the local concept to yeah to, to music which i right. think is pretty cool yeah i agree simple click of the button type in whatever you want and then you got it within minutes Seconds. Oh, absolutely. And not only that, but it also pretty much eliminated that everybody has to be in an, in a, in an area to be in a band because you've got these bands that have members everywhere. Oh, that is true too. So, I mean, it, for as shitty as the pandemic was, it has actually, in my opinion, has brought out some really good product from a lot of bands. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Definitely. So cool stuff. Other than the, you know, trying to get these songs down to record and shop it out to any kind of uh, labels or anything, I'm sure you already have some in mind of who you want to go with. But were yeah. you planning on doing any kind of independent release prior to? Um, You know what? I was thinking about maybe um one of those songs, making a single and releasing it on the Internet. I'm still thinking about it, but so far, like maybe 50, 65 percent chance I'll do that. Right on, right on. I didn't know if you were going to, you know, a, another really big thing that has cropped up over the pandemic is these independent labels, like these independent tape labels that have sprouted up and 
you know, maybe going with somebody like that and doing like a special edition release of something. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. There's also, you know, splits are really popular too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's another cool thing too that has happened. Like just not even just splits of on like seven inch vinyl, but you, there's a lot of split tapes coming out. There's a lot of, st- there's still a lot of split CDs that like, sam- like quote sampler discs is what they were called back oh, yeah, 20 okay. years ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's cool stuff, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, splitting, you know, I've, I've known a few bands. We're not known them, but heard about them that they get big by doing that, you know, splitting the album with them, the demo or the seven inch, like you said, and go on tour. And the next thing you know, they're being on an interview. Definitely. And you never know what's going to catch fire at that point, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, I always have said that content is king no matter what. So the more yeah. content you can put out, yeah, yeah. bam, the the better your your presence is going to be. Obviously, we all go through the thing of playing a bazillion shows in our local markets if we don't get a chance to go tour. And, it, you know, it kind of hurts you and stuff like that. But I think if you constantly have new content coming out, it kind of eases that pain just a little always bit. Yeah, yeah, it always yeah, helps. Yeah, it always helps because there's always something, whether it's a new shirt or, yep. you know, a, a new, you know, compilation disc of, you know, not a fucking greatest hits or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, I just, I had that feeling that people want to hear the new stuff, you know, a lot more than anything else. And I want to re- release it too, but I want to be like, you know, I'm more of a full album type of guy. So that's why I'm kind of iffy on it. But like I said, like 50, 65% chance that it, there'll be a single coming out eventually. Absolutely. And I think too, that like, I'm sure the following that you all had prior to splitting up so many years ago, I'm sure they're already jazzed that knowing that you guys are back together. Yeah, that's true. Which, you know, that already in its own right is a fulfilling thing to know that there's always going to be people who are like, holy shit, that band is back together. Yep. You know, uh, yeah. regardless of quote, you know, regardless of if a band is quote original members or not, I think if the, if the idea is there mm-hmm. from from an original member, I think it still mm-hmm. works no matter what. Just like, oh, yeah. you know, I cite Motorhead at this all the time because they have had three distinct lineups in their career. They've got the original classic lineup, and then they've got the four-person lineup, and then they've got the lineup that they had, you know, for the honestly longer than the original lineup even happened. Yeah, I yeah, that's true. And Motorhead. with one person, with one person who was there the entire time. Megadeth too. They're a popular one to think about like that. Yeah, the, uh, it's always for for me the motor uh, or the Motorhead shit. Uh, the Megadeth thing has always been the Dave and Dave show. Oh yeah, definitely. Up until recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to catch that's myself on that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And, and you know, Metallica's the same way. It, it was always the James yeah. and or, uh, the James and Lars show, and and I think more often than not, there's all of these bands who have done that. You know, there there's always it always seems like there's two guys in the band that just really get get on with writing with each other. I agree. That's usually like the recipe for success. The two guys. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I think um, John Lennon and Paul McCartney—that was their thing. Uh, Gene Simmons yeah. and Paul Stanley. Uh, 
so yeah. on and so forth. There's just so that that intricacy between these two people that I think they they are the the fuel behind most of those people's success, most of those bands' success, rather. Oh yeah, I would agree. All right, metalheads, I'm here with the sound booth with Maggot and Randy from Blood of Angels. Dudes, what's going on? Ah, fucking metal. Metal. I know, yeah, right? Just enjoying this badass time, three-day concert, get to camp out and, and have a lot of fucking badass bands all in one spot. And it's that's just the two things I love the most is camping and metal. So, and by the for, time this for, is being recorded, this is Friday night. This is early, and you guys play on Sunday, is yes, that right? Yes, yes. yes. Play on Sunday about 7, 7.45, something around there. And and what I love most about this is that it's going to a great cause. It's it's going through the to the fight against cancer. So Absolutely. And, yes. And you guys are from Tampa, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, we, we so traveled is, pretty is it, damn this far. This is your first time in uh, the Kentucky area? I mean, yeah, as, as it this is project. For me. Yes, for this it, band. Yeah, as, and as for the band, band it is. Oh, yeah. Time. Uh, quick question is, you know, how has cancer affected your life? My girlfriend has brain cancer right now, and she she thinks this is really noble and, and great of me to, to do a show like this for the causes and stuff like that. Because she could have three months, she could have three years. You don't know with that type of cancer, so so that that's why this is so special to me. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. My dad actually cancer cancer killed my dad, no. uh, my grandmother, and a couple other family members. So, well, let, before we go, let's get a big fuck cancer. All right? Yeah. Yeah. One, two, three. Fuck yes, sir! Yes, sir. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now, I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out at UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code Metal Forge to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. All right, so the album that came out back in, it says here on the Metal Archives, which for all intents and purposes is pretty much Wikipedia for metal. Yeah, and oh, yeah. if you're familiar with Wikipedia uh, fact or fiction type shit that uh, that is put out there, mm-hmm. they right, get right. a lot of stuff right, but they get just as much stuff wrong. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's just like Wikipedia. It's edited by the, by the members that, and the people who access the site. I, I can edit shit on there for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I noticed you, anyone can edit whatever they want or add to it. Right. But, but they do at least make you site proof. That's a good thing about it. So it says here that the album came out, Total Annihilation came out on April 15th of 2008. It was an independent release. Uh, it's got 10 yeah. songs on it. So I'm looking at the album cover for this and it, and it's pretty cool because, you know, the logo where it's got this like green glow to it, it's got this typical thrash logo where it's just like sharp, angular, kind of reminds you of like, uh, the Metallica logo, but not necessarily. It reminds you, uh, uh, me of, uh, you know, that typical 80s thrash metal logo. And then it's got the skull. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. with the, uh, with the, for with the radiation. That, yeah. That type of look, that was like us 100%. Then that's what we were going for. There's that, uh, spell cold war fears in the, in the imagery. If that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Like I said, the radiation, uh, logo behind the skull with the, with the, you know, the metal hair going on. So yeah. how much now? has the band evolved and changed from art direction? Well, honestly, without saying too much, like when you listen to the new songs, you'll hear there's uh, more intensity to it. And you'll just, I guess I could say it's like more of a cold type of imagery. Then back then with me and the old members, there's a lot of partying, drinking, hanging out with friends. We're also in high school then. So, you know, every weekend we get together and have the best time we can. So it's a, it's more of an adult type of sound when, New stuff comes out, you'll hear more of um, maturity to it. Yeah, a little bit more grizzled, as it were, because you've you've been around the block now. Oh yeah, add some more weight to it, you know. Definitely, and you know, and that's the thing I always try to look at is I, I look at natural progression of music. If we would have came out with the album sooner, honestly, um, it was definitely high intensity and speed. But we only wrote a few riffs before we broke up, but it was definitely faster and intense. Definitely. And, you know, faster and intense is always great. Yeah. Yep. Because it's the thrash, thrash way of life, I think. It, yeah. That's, it, it goes on like mm-hmm. that's the way it I'm always sure. should be. So we were still young. We were recording or not recording, but making the new ideas. But it was definitely that, you know, we wanted to go faster. Absolutely. And I can agree with that because that's in thrash metal to me. It's it's got to be super fast. And, mm-hmm. and it's got to be, for, for as stupid as this That's, is going to sound, it's got to be super fast, but something you can still groove to. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I agree with that. It, as long as there's that, I think it's totally good. <laughs> awesome, yeah. I'm going to switch gears here. I'm going to ask you guys some general profile questions about you as people because... That's what I like to do. I like to know what make people tick. So if you guys are game, let's get some of these out of the way. Let's do this, man. All right. What food can you not stand? Cactus and asparagus. Interesting. I've never actually eaten cactus before. Really similar to asparagus. They both have that, uh, that like, uh, mucus type of, uh, mm. feeling on the side, you know, kind it, of gooey. It, I imagine like aloe vera, <laughs> an aloe plant, how it just like yeah. seeps. Ugh. 
it's similar. I mean, have, have you had asparagus? Yes. Yeah. So but that, not many times because it's just like, bleh. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a horrible texture and the taste. It's like, I'd rather just not eat it. Absolutely. What metal band does everyone like, but you, uh, me personally, uh, man, you really want to hear this? Of course. Uh, Megadeth. <laughs> You're n- you're not a Megadeth fan. I am not a Megadeth fan. I mean, you know, I can I can get behind you on this only for uh, I, let me say this, I can get behind you on that because it was very much for me like Iron Maiden with Megadeth. I had to take the Nest plunge. I had to go see them live before actually <laughs> appreciating appreciating what they do. Oh no, no, I could like uh, so I, I can I can appreciate the the musicality. I can appreciate the talents behind it. But when you put it all together, I just I just feel like there's things I'd rather be done different, and that's why I don't enjoy Megadeth. I understand. Uh, uh, to me, it's like they're more music than content. Does that make sense? I think I think their lyrical content, where it, in some things, is very 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 good. I think it falls second place to the music, to the actual technique mm-hmm. involved. Okay. Okay, I, I, I actually see what you're saying, so... Well, I, okay. I think Dave Mustaine sings very offhand live. He mumbles through a lot of... You know, he just mumbles through the lyrics, in my opinion, live. But I still appreciate what they do live, and it, like I said, it kind of turned me into a fan. You know, what's interesting is, um, you know, I've, I've heard uh, their discography. I Like, every now and then, like, uh, personally, what I do... I'll be sitting like in a car or something and, and I'll be like, I am going to listen to something that everyone recommends me to, to see if I still dislike it. And, uh, <laughs> opinions change, you know, and like as a person you change and, and, you know, I can say now I can listen to things I used to hate in the past. So, um, my opinion might change at some point in the future. I mean, what kind of animals are we if we're not changing animals? Yeah. I mean, I, I plan to do that, but, uh, you know, the funny part is, um, me not liking Megadeth and then uh, I'll hang out with some other friends of mine and we'll be, you know, slinging back beers and I'll be riffing on a guitar and they'll be like, dude, that sounds like, so, like just like a Megadeth song, you know, and, and I'm sitting here thinking I'm playing something really awesome. And, <laughs> and there it is for sure. Yeah. Not well, to say I'm talented as a musician as they are, because I'm totally, I don't think I am at least, but um, yeah, I guess whether I want to or not, there's been an influence on me. For sure. I think you hit the perfect point there about change. We are ever-changing, ever-evolving animals. And I seriously believe, just as much as I said earlier in the show about the natural progression of things and how it was also brought up about the maturity level based on your previous album to what's coming up next, is it's that. There is a certain maturity level I think we have to reach as people to really appreciate certain things. For example, I used to fucking despise Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> okay. But I, I thought he had diarrhea of the pen. <laughs> he would re- just fucking one line of lyric in a song, and it's like the highways jam with broken heroes on a last chance power drive. Oh, jeez. It's one line of lyric, and it's just like, what in the absolute shit is this? And then all of a sudden, I hit an age... There, it clicked. I, and all of a sudden I was like, wow, I really get this now. <laughs> so you're, yeah, we're ever changing, which is a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, similarly to me, um, I used to hate Tool. Absolutely hate them. I remember there was this guy I knew. He was he was really kind of a, no, a really annoying guy, and he'd always just blast Tool all the fucking time, and I just couldn't stand it. And like now, I'm a big fan. Um, I've even seen them live, and it's it's it's, it's interesting because uh, I remember uh, a person I was dating. She was like, "You used to hate Tool, and now you're fucking." putting them on i'm like yeah well what can i say right and you know i'm i'm very much the opposite i used to really like them and now i don't <laughs> yeah that's so good <laughs> you know, i'll tell you this like I, I i'm not i'm not one of those persons to be like a uh, maynard is, is, is an absolute genius right and and sit there and and feel like a philosopher as i'm reading their lyrics but like uh, i've come to enjoy and be able to enjoy their uh their music absolutely yeah. so what was your first concert Mine. Well, whoever uh, wants to answer. What was your, what was your first concert? Um, my first concert. This is Neil again. It was the Asbest O3. Wow, that was pretty awesome. It was heavy. Definitely. Uh, any any memorable uh, moments from that show? Um, if I'm correct, Slayer played, and I remember looking into the pit, and I was like, "Man, this guy like he looked like he was possessed, just like dancing, like." satanically dancing or something like that and i looked at it i was like wow man this is you know this is serious and also during slayer 2 there was a mud fight between the lawn and the seats and that was pretty awesome i remember that <laughs> that blew my mind <laughs> you oh my gosh this is too fucking good because i was gonna say the same thing <laughs> oh really i bet you were there right i Where saw them in 99 oh 99 okay i saw i saw ozfest in 99 the first time I went to an Ozfest, a big festival show like that, and Slayer was uh, sub-headlining for Black Sabbath. Okay, yeah. And oh yeah, I went to Noblesville, Indiana, when Slayer took the stage. Every stitch of grass that was in the lawn seating was uh, gone. Oh no way! There That's was every like. Every venue has like that went happened with or every venue, you know, experienced something like that with Slayer at least one time, you know. The fans just do something and it's fucking awesome. I mean, it was literally chaos fucking incarnate. I would I have never been to a show like that since mm -hmm. and I want to see it again. <laughs> As I've gotten older, yeah. I want to see it again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that yeah, that is absolutely a memorable moment. I mean, there was nothing but grass and trash in the air and people oh. were like I mean, it was literally like if you ever watched the videos to Woodstock 99. Oh yeah, definitely. It was exactly like that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh what's your biggest fear? Oh, uh, my biggest fear? Mm, I don't know, honestly. I guess um we're getting lyrics to a show, to Ooh. a song. Yeah, that sucks. Fearing, yeah, yeah. Mine's uh, getting twisted testicles. <laughs> oh, ouch! I never got them, but like I've seen what happens. Yeah, um, where they, ugh. in emergency personnel. So, um, yeah, yeah because if that happens, you know, you're at least losing one of them. Yeah, I mean, you got about like 45 minutes before you know you say goodbye to old buddy down there. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 messed up. That is a that is a legit fucking fear. <laughs> yeah, so whenever I get like a like a lower like uh like a like a lower uh abdomen like I I'm fucking sweating, I'm anxious, I'm like, is that my balls? Like what is it, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> so I guess that answers the next question is what do you invest too much time into? Yeah, worrying about twisting my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Family jewels. <laughs> uh. Saturday, August 14th, 2021. Stranger Attractions and Wise Blood Records present Heavy Hell 2 with Grave Ripper, Basher, Mother of Graves, Hate Monger, Lady Beast, Stress Angel, Plague Years, Bible of the Devil, The Lion's Daughter, Fister, Sanguisabog. Show is at 1, doors are at noon, $25 in advance, $30 day of show, all ages be there. All right, Metalheads, I'm here with Big Al Harley from the band Boozer, who just got off stage here at Metal Fest fucking 10. Dude, Al, what's up, man? Living life, drinking as much as possible. Yes, because that's what it's all about. Running up bar tabs. All right, so this is the 10th year of Metal Fest. You know, it's been, it's an institution at this point. So what is... You know, playing a, a cancer benefit mean to you? Well, it's ever it's reached into everybody's life. Cancer is a bastard. He's, he's not a cusser. It's a bastard, and it's get, it gets into everybody's uh, family, and it just ruins things. And Alan, I've been printing T-shirts for Alan for a long time, but he's like, every year it seemed like I didn't have a band. Right. You know, at that time, the personnel and stuff, and he's like, man, you ready? I'm like, I got, I got a band now, so we were able to do it. So. I know. And, you know, I still have most of my early Metal Fest shirts that you have done. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so cool. And, you know, you've given back to the community and everything. I I'm try. Gonna, thank you, brother. I for try. Everything I deeply appreciate that. You know, and if you ever want any band shirts, check out Big Al Harley. He's on the Metal Forge Facebook page. You can get a hold of him. Get this guy some info. He will print you some fucking band shirts, and he does a great job. Boozer, make it solid Kentucky on Facebook. Hell yeah. Give them a like, a share, and a follow. Al, let's get a big fuck cancer, okay? Fuck, fuck cancer. cancer! Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. My show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro Wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards.
Can I ask you a question? Sure. So you, you said musician and you know, that comes to terms with like, it comes with that there's an understanding of who you are of identity. Right. So I remember one time, um, cause you know, it comes into like overthinking is what we spend a lot of time doing sometimes is that I, I couldn't understand what the difference was between being a musician and being a guitarist. And it would like fucking just rack my brain all the time. Cause you know, I'd leave a show like, am I a musician? Am I a guitarist? Like what the hell is this? So like, how would you be able to spot the difference? Like what makes somebody say I'm a guitarist and then somebody else in a similar situation say I'm a musician? To me, to define yourself as a musician versus just a guitarist would be, well, what do you contribute to it? Are, are you only a guitar player? So would you be, if you don't view yourself as a musician at that point, do you view yourself as an instrumentalist? Mm. Meaning, are you actually contributing contributing to the writing aspect of of music if you if you're writing your own music or or coming up with different melodies and so on and so forth i think you would be defined in my eyes as a musician versus just an instrumentalist which would be just somebody who can play guitar right okay interesting or multi-instrumentalist if you play bass and banjo and mandolin and lap steel and shit like that Kazoo and harmonica, yeah. Right, yeah. Who do you wish you never saw live? I don't know, actually. I got my answer right off the bat. Social distortion. Wow. Uh, for me, I don't know, actually. Like, I don't like these bands. Like, I saw them live, and, like, I would never see them live. Not like I wouldn't want to see them, but just seeing them, like... Ruined oh. it for you? Oh, I was dragged to see Social Distortion, so, you know, and, and that's why I didn't enjoy it. It's like I'd rather be sitting at home in silence, even reading a fucking book, and I don't read at all. You know? <laughs> that's harsh, because that was actually my first big band show. Really? Yeah. Everything that I went to before that was a local show, but the first band that I actually had, like, won tickets to go see was Social D here in Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah. I still have the shirt. <laughs> and it was uh, and here here's where you're gonna know it was 25 years ago. Oh, nice. <laughs> so yeah, I would say like some bands at Riot Fest I saw, I could go without seeing them. Understandable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean big festival shows like that. Yeah, there. I mean there were bands at Oz that the, the years I went to Ozfest that I would be like, why in the fuck am I standing here watching these guys? Yeah, that's true. Metalheads are usually eclectic groups of people. And we uh-huh. we tend to collect a lot of things through life, whether it's been on tour, you know, you, you know, knickknacks and shit like that. <laughs> what do you guys collect? Um, well, I would say since oh wow, I mean, since I've been going shows, uh, wow, since early eighties, I used to always collect my ticket stubs. Those were a big collection. Uh, you know, back in the day, that was kind of a big thing. You know, little right. memoir day uh the flyers as well you know besides you know even still to this day it's merchandise yeah for for me going to shows it's it's always just been like um memorabilia you know i i love t-shirts like half my wardrobe you know people are like oh that's a cool shirt dude like you know this like, happens i I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big i'm a big t-shirt fan you know i, I love collecting long sleeves hoodies all that stuff um Always like being up front, trying to catch pics, take pictures. Um, yeah, I'm one of those guys to like, you know, I actually like to be where the action is with, you know, the, the crowds and being in 
pit and being up front. And that, that's like the whole experience of actually going to a show. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what brings, you know, that's, that's, that's what gives you your like, wow, like this was such a great time. Experience, you know? so experience. Experience. Yeah. Definitely. And, and you know, it's really cool. And I, I've always wanted to do this, but I've never really got to because it's expensive as fuck to do is I, I've always wanted to go to like a string of shows, like a leg of a tour from somebody like, you know, four or five shows on this part of the tour where it's like, you know, you hit like Indianapolis, Chicago, Detroit, Milwaukee, you know, where you just go from show to show to show just to yeah, see the difference. Following, following the tour. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But like I said, that would be a cool thing for me to like, you know, collect like a a little bit of a scrapbook piece from like, yeah, I went to these like seven shows in a row for fucking Metallica or whatever, or Motorhead or whoever. Right. That'd be really, really cool. Sure. It's like you said, too, it is an expensive hobby, you know, like to yeah. get up and do that, to, to actually put your mind to it and be like, you know, I want to do this. I love this band. I actually want to get out there and follow them and go to these shows because you know maybe one show is better than the other show maybe that show was better yeah. than that you know like that's, well yeah and and a different set list yeah definitely different. yeah like, like we're playing these songs and it's yeah. like we're playing this oh sure. this is a special song you know blah 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 yeah it's like yeah it, it could go you know it could go anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. yeah for sure yeah. and as much as i love like iron maiden i would not want to do it with those guys <laughs> because Why? well because they they're one of those bands that, you know, they play the same set yeah. every show. Yeah, it could get a little mundane. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, you're you're seeing the same show. You're seeing the same. Uh, you might get a song in a different order, but you're still seeing right. the same 16 yeah. songs. Yeah. So, that, this- that would be different. And it, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, what song do you listen to before every show you, you play? Ooh, okay, now that's now you that's a loaded question. Um, because I mean, you know, we are in Blood Runners while we do other projects. So it would depend on the you know uh, the project. The project at, at hand. Um, I mean if if we were gonna do like Blood Runner, for example, I would definitely probably go into, you know, old school destruction, annihilation, sepultura for sure. Definitely in that area, kinda get pumped up with it. Absolutely, to bring up that 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 fire, you know, get pumped and then just rock that out with that kind of attitude, that uh, you know, that energy. Um, and you know, and it, it depends on the project. Whatever it follows suit to is pretty much I'm going to go into to kind of put that into my mentality to be prepared for doing the show to to uh, uh, you know the best set list we can do. You know, definitely, I could get that. I can get behind that for sure. What was your favorite TV show growing up? Um, oh, man. Oh, man. The Monsters. Well, for him. Okay. Now, that, that, okay. That was Manny right there for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, um, I'm a, I, I was a big pro wrestling fan. So, yeah, he still is. I, I watched yeah. a lot of wrestling. Um, yeah. Uh, TV shows. Wow. Um, Too close for comfort. <laughs> 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 All right. So, so you hit on something here really fast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut in on this. So you were, you were a wrestling fan. Yeah, the '70s show. The Simpsons. Okay. So that was Neil for the '70s show. Nice. And 
I, I mean, I'm probably, I mean, I'm the oldest in the band, so I mean, I'm gonna go back with Welcome Back Carter. What? I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna take you back in time here a little bit. Married, so, with, married with children. No, nah, that's even more, that's even a little more recent. No, that's my, compared to Welcome Back Carter. That's like that was on. Yeah. That just ended last year. Another decade or so. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it goes to show my age. <laughs> Yeah, Welcome Back Carter was always fun. I mean, there was a few, you know, uh, 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 what is that? All in the Family. Right on. You know. Um, Good times. <laughs> you know, you, you obviously can tell where I was going. So that's, that's my heydays. Absolutely. Um, my parents watched all of those shows. So by default, <laughs> I did too. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you guys get me TV where you're at. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right enough, sure. <laughs> And I will tell you what, it is the absolute worst fucking thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, MeTV sucks, man. <laughs> no, no, I love MeTV, don't get me wrong. But it is the it, absolute it's, worst. It does be the, the, the vintage, but then it's just kind of, you know... Uh, you, you, get get to, the, you, get, you get to see some of the bad acting. <laughs> well, the thing is, it, it's, a, it's on repeat. Yeah, there there oh, is that, because there's so much syndication. But, but after a while, it just kind of runs out of its fun. Sunday mornings from like <laughs> seven to nine is the mm. worst fucking day in the world to wake up to hearing the fucking welcome back Cotter theme. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> back, welcome back, welcome back. Yeah, now, it's you know so what? fucking bad. <laughs> Be fucking yeah. hung over <laughs> and just the- hear welcome the- back. Yeah. But I'm gonna mind you. I'm gonna tell you, say one thing. What am I? When I was in my more of my youth at that time, at that time, and then it was Sunday was Samurai Sunday. Oh yeah, uh, Kung Fu Theater. Yeah, that was my addiction. Nice. Son of Spanguli, Tales from the Crypt, and Tales from the Dark Side. And 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 we're talking like we were talking like Me TV, but not the same Spanguli as who is on Me TV right now. No, 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 because yeah, it was uh, was it Kozo or uh, yeah, R- Richard Cause, Richard Cause, no, yeah, 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 I yeah, because the original Sun Spanguli was just Spanguli. He became Sun Spanguli, right? Yeah, and he was adopted into the uh, series. But I always I grew up with that, so you right know. on, right on. Alfred, yeah. Hitch- Alfred Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock, of yeah. course. Yeah, oh, I, I got a rapid fire question. I'm going to need an answer from all four of you guys on. All four guys. All four, four guys. I need a is rapid fire. Bam. Sabbath or Zeppelin? Sabbath. 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 I think that was unanimous. I, unanimous <laughs> across the board. Sabbath passes. Hell yeah. He didn't disagree. <laughs> okay. Here's another rapid fire question. All four okay. of you guys. Denim right. or leather? Leather. 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 On chicks. Especially. <laughs> another unanimous vote there. Uh, leather passes. Denim. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> All right, Metalheads, I am here with Dave from Biohazardous Records. Dave, what the fuck is up, man? Not much, not much. Just having some fun. You're here at Metal Fest. This is the first time you've been here, is this right? First time. In 10 years, you know, is, is I go back with you quite a ways with Overload, and here we finally got you down in down into Kentucky. Finally. Fucking for a nice big festival show. Dude, tell me how cancer has affected your life. Well, I had uh, kidney cancer a few years back and, um, you know, had to have my kidney removed and, you know, it changes your life quite a bit, you know, and, you know, after, you know, before that, you know, my father passed away from 
uh, acute lymphocytic leukemia. And then we just found out that my wife's, uh, my mother-in-law, uh, my wife's mom, she uh, has breast cancer. We just found that out last weekend. So we're here, you know, um, cancer is, it's, it's a killer, man. I mean, it's, it's not an easy thing to go through. No. And, you know, I, I don't wish it on anybody. And, you know, um, you know, I just, I like the fact that, that stuff like this happens so that we can help support each other and, and, um, Build you know. awareness and get the right, right. get people in, involved with the with the cause and with the cure. Right. Well, Dave, this next band's about to start. I appreciate it. Let's get a big fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two, so you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. That's it's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. What is something that you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do? Okay. Oh, that's a that almost sounds like a drummer question. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> um, I don't know. Play like 300 plus BPM. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's rough. That's like super fast. <laughs> Yeah, you blast in another project, so yeah, it's that's a goal though. I got one. Go on a half pipe. Like oh, oh, there you go. He's a board, and I'm wearing Vans. <laughs> I can only go on flat land on a board, dude. I suck. <laughs> for me, Neil would be metal drumming. That's impossible for me. I could show you. Oh yeah, I could teach you. Right on. Mm-hmm. I charge thirty five a half hour. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thirty five a half hour. That's cheap these days. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, you, man. I've said some stuff. What's your biggest pet peeve? Ooh. Oh, 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 flakes. Did you say flakes? flakes? Yeah, people who say, I'm going to be there and let's jam and do it and never make it. Understandable. There's a lot of those in this business. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's very common. Yeah. We know. <laughs> oh, yeah, we definitely know. <laughs> 
yeah, we're pretty we're pretty dedicated. So yeah, we put a lot of work in. So it, it's it's hard when people waste our time, you know. For sure, is that another unanimous across the board pet peeve? Uh, well, for mine, it's people that don't respect my time. Understandable. Yeah, I would say lying. I don't like liars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who does? I mean, yeah, nobody really likes that. Best I can do is 35 bucks. That's part of his nature. You get paid for that. So, so you work in a pawn shop and I do that. So the cool thing about that is, is if anybody brings in a fucking awesome piece of equipment, it's how I got my symbols. Yeah, you, you, you get first crack on it, right? Yeah, this guy has some some brand new symbols that's been. Uh, you know, um, to be honest with you, like you know, I was very skeptical at first, you know, working at some someplace like that, and then I got into it, and I'm like, I was like, wow, you know, as a musician. There's a lot of cool stuff like that. Got perks, perks, for, yeah, especially, exactly. especially instead of buying stuff brand new. Hey, look at these speakers that we need for like you right. know for audio and all this other stuff. Hey, I could get you know right. I could these I could do that. Need that mic cord. I didn't have it, so I didn't have it. I only had the one for ours. <laughs> and and you probably get a stupid good deal on it too, like cost plus ten percent or some shit. Like your basic twenty percent, like on everything, but you know. You know, we you're a pawn shop. We we sell stuff for a used price. You know, compared to uh, when you go to a store and you buy it from brand new. But yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no quality. I've actually I've actually built my my repertoire of stuff which I have from a pawn. Like I my first two guitars I bought on my own, but then like I bought like this amazing pedal. um, Right. Um. To be honest, I. I, I don't know how I got away with it, but um, <laughs> don't incriminate yourself. I know, right? <laughs> uh, a, brand, a, brand, a brand new uh, uh, James Hetfield uh, Iron Cross guitar, which is worth thirteen hundred dollars. I got it for like five hundred bucks. Oh know? wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, there's just there's a lot of perks and a lot of good stuff that comes out of the you know pawn shop. Definitely, and yeah. and of course you get all the the people in there that you know. History Channel has glamorized it with pawn stars. Oh, yeah. uh, you get all of the people in there that are trying to just sell goofy fucking shit just to get meth or something. What, 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 where, yes. All I can say is, where do I start? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> exactly. Uh, choose. You have to choose one, but what album is an absolute playthrough for you? Oh, that's the question. For, for me or for everybody? For everybody. Oh man, that's that's really like all the way from beginning to end. Yes, you have all night. <laughs> yeah, you got to pick one. Just one, so just one album. Just one album right now. Oh, man, I know so it's a it's a hard question because there's just me, so many that you could pick. Yeah, for me, wow. for me it would be. Uh, it's hard between the two albums, but um, it would be Ice Earth. I, yeah, Ice Earth's uh, Dante's Inferno album. I might fault my fault. Uh, 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 what's the album called? Uh, uh, burnt, uh, I served uh, Burnt Earth Offerings. That's the album. Burnt Offerings. Burnt Offerings. That's the album. Yeah. I'm going Justice for me, Neil. Nice. Yeah. I went to that show in UIC Pavilion. Yeah, I saw that. Me? Yeah. First one that comes to mind would be the, the Jar of Flies EP by Alice in Chains. I like that album, too. Hey, you know what? It took a while for me to get into like it, but I do. I saw that. But I actually do appreciate it. 
man. Oh man. Oh my god. That's just that's just so hard, dude. I mean, do I have to pick a genre? Can you, can you, you can pick a genre? Any, you could pick anything, any genre. If if it was uh, the White Album, that's cool. The which one? The White Album. Oh, all right. Well, can, 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 how about how about this? If you shoot me a genre, then I'll go off of that because there's just too many. Country just, music. <laughs> uh, uh, Johnny Cash. <laughs> At that all day. Anything? Anything? Johnny Cash is a playthrough. Yeah, actually, I, I saw him when I was five years old. It was my first concert, and actually, how I was influenced to be a musician in the first place. Sweet. Johnny Cash, June Carter Cash, and Waylon Jennings. Dude. I, I, Five years old. Damn, man. See, uh, I was uh, probably 14, and my parents went to see Waylon Jennings in in Nashville, Indiana. And uh, I wanted to go so bad because fucking Waylon Jennings is fucking badass, right? Yeah, awesome. And I put on a hell of a show, and it was it was fun. And I saw the, didn't get to. Having a good time, I'm like, I want to do that. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, as always, links will be listed below. So click those links. Give these guys a like, a follow, and a share. Uh, go and support these guys in any way you can. Uh, shit. Find a way to get them some fucking PayPal or something. You know, donate to the cause. Fucking, because metal, that's what it's all about. It's about donating to the cause and standing up for shit. As, we need your... Uh, yeah, support, support, <laughs> support, you know, support this new uh, quasi, not necessarily local metal scene, but this uh, independent metal scene. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Do you guys have any shout outs you want to give to anybody today? Oh. Well, going on to your last thing, if you check our Instagram, you'll see we got some merch out. We came out with some patches. We got some shirts coming out. And uh, yeah, like. You guys say, you know, help us out any way you can. Send us a DM, order some, and that would be awesome. Hell yeah. And, and um, this is Rob, and uh, yeah, I would just give a shout out to, you know, some of the um, big influence for me and great friends, Joey Nunes, Soulfly, Tom Blasiewicz, Axel Center, Gorgasm. Um, I could go on with that list, but, um, you know, everybody's just been there to, you know, help me see uh, this through and, and, and been behind me the whole way. Um They'll be my, not br- real brothers, but guys I grew up with, um, Jesse and Steve. They're in the band called Sierra Viscera. Yeah. You know, uh, got, got, got guys, I, I used to play with them, you know, before we were a different band, but, you know, they moved on and they, they're playing the, this different kind of music and, you know, they're, they're doing great now. And I just want to shout out to them as well, you know. Uh, from Neil, I just say to all our fans out there. So the young ones and especially the old ones, if they check our shit on the Instagram, on the website, on all that, stick with us, and um, I promise you won't be disappointed. Oh yeah, for uh, for Manny, I'd like to just, uh, give a shout out to my family. Hello, good evening. Awesome, hell yeah, guys! I got one more question for you. What album changed your life? Actually, you know, it's kind of irony because you've been mentioning Metallica a lot, and actually, because like I said, I'm the oldest one, but since you know. Um, Metallica kind of was just kind of new into the scene. And you're talking about 82, 83, uh, Master Puppets kind of launched me. was my first uh, thrash album. And that kind of started me off on the influence on the, on the metal, besides Judas Priest um, and Sabbath, of course. But, yeah, every metal, you know, Metallica got me into uh, where I'm going right now. Hell, yeah. Yes, sir. I would say Justice for me. 
Neil. Um, it's it's a throw up for uh, a couple albums. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a huge you know we've been talking about Metallica all night. I'm I'm a huge yeah. fan of theirs. Um, I grew up during that black metal era. Yeah, you know that's how I get introduced. But like, what my mom and everything was always playing: Judas Priest, Iron oh. Maiden. You know, Maiden, Maiden, Van Halen, um, Joe Satriani. Those were the guys that like I grew up on listening, and like that. That was like the stuff. But Maiden was actually a really big one for me. You know, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. For me, for me, it'd be uh, the self-titled uh, Skid Row album. Nice. Don't get a lot of uh, people mentioning Skid Row, which you know. I think they, that they, you know they they were on par there for a little bit. I mean, yeah, they were. I mean, the same to the grind. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, you know they they were. You know, they had it going for a while. Oh yeah, they're playing with Pantera. They can't be that bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dudes, thank you so much for coming on to the Metal Forge this week. It has been an awesome fucking show. I have had so much fun, so much laughs. Get the you know we get the philosophical shit in there as well. You know, making sure everybody knows everything about every band that comes on the show. Thank you all again so much. We appreciate you, man. Thanks. Dude, I'm yeah. really looking forward, and hopefully, you know, you guys are out playing shows here soon. Uh, I'm really looking forward to maybe bringing y'all down here to Louisville and getting some shows lined out. Oh, that's awesome. That'd be great. Be yeah. fucking cool, you know? So, oh, yeah. and since dude was a wrestling fan, uh, we're going to get into this last track here. And because of so, Gorilla Monsoon back in the day, I always loved Gorilla's commentating. And he would say, the immovable force is meeting the unstoppable object or something like that. So that's what this is going to be here. This is the unstoppable force.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>